Welcome to the sickness. This is just your boy Danny Belts here on the Sports Antidote. Going to recap. Sick AF right now. Yes. Not feeling too well. Recap the gambling week and what is to come. We'll be doing this every week. It'll be easier <clears throat> to break this up into this type of format. And I will be struggling throughout. Uh, but this is going to be straight boom for the better in and out. So... Uh, we came into this week 0-1. We only had one play that was Ohio. We'll be getting back to them momentarily. As we all know, Rourke went down in that game. They had a chance to win versus San Diego State, at least tie it, and they did not. And then we came into this week with the TCU over 41.5 team total, and they scored 42 points on Colorado and got there. We'll be talking about Colorado here shortly. Of course, Colorado being the story of the week nearly, uh, and just a ridiculous upset, which we'll talk about. I also had the UTEP Incarnate Word over 57 and a half. Yes, that is very Danny Beltz-esque. Uh, but I know what Incarnate Word can do offensively, and I think they can score on just about any defense, especially uh, the ones that are a little out of their weight class in the FBS, and I was wrong. So Incarnate Word scores basically on their first two possessions. If 14 points, it's 14-14 early second quarter. That is the last time Tech... That's the last time Incarnate Word would cross the 50-yard line. They changed up what they did. They spied. I don't know. They took a quarterback out the game, and UTEP became very interesting to me, so that was an L. LSU money line, that is an L. We'll talk about that briefly. LSU first half over 14, that hit, and somehow LSU over 28.5 does not hit. So 2-4 and four ATS altogether coming into this week. I do want to talk about LSU briefly. I don't know how. That 28.5 does not go over. I'm not even going to get in much of the game. Uh, but it almost felt like LSU left 31 points on the board in the first half. I mean, with the amount of drops and the amount of stupidity on fourth down, I don't mind the calls. The execution was terrible. Of course, some of these result was not the play call. Uh, but And then cue the overreaction and, and everything. LSU dropped an unbelievable amount of passes that keep a lot of these drives going. I mean, that's going to be way more of a game. Of course, LSU could not stop Travis and Coleman. I mean, Travis did exactly what I wrote about on Instagram, if you saw that little write-up. A couple times he threw across his body, I mean, just into a virgin window. I mean, the guy's just excellent. And he display, he made one mistake, LSU made him pay, but he didn't make another mistake, and he just made LSU pay Constantly. And that, they're going to do that to a lot of teams. That's a really good team. Oh, yeah. But LSU left so many points on the field and so many yards on the field. It's just insane. They get this garbage touchdown late, and it still doesn't get this thing over. They don't score a point in the second half until that. That was a second half shellacking. My God. And then it kind of stacks up. You hear people say, well, since the Alabama win, what's happened? Okay, I understand that. Yes, you go barely beat Arkansas. Tough game. You beat UAB. Okay, you get dragged by A&M. You play a bowl game nobody really wants to play in on the other side, and you kill them. Uh, prior to that, you lose to UGA. Excuse me, it's a big loss. Then that. And then the following game is Florida State. So really, you've lost three of the last four big I mean, there's a lot of ways you can shape this up to make it seem like it's Kelly's fault. I'll be the first one to tell you, and that's, that's the problem. I don't think that's the problem at all here. I think we're still fumbling punts. And we're still dropping passes. And until this team wants to stop doing those two things, you can forget any type of <laughs> any type of serious postseason consideration, even in some sort of bowl for three or four lost teams, because that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work.
It just doesn't. So let's come into notable games coming into this week. So there is a lot of notable games. We're going to talk about all of them briefly. I'm going to talk about some games I'm targeting now. The line movement has not been specific, uh, not specific, but not really been um, tenuous to anything here that would basically make me talk about anything in specific. I don't think that's necessary here. Now, the NFL is also coming. So in the future, we will have more NFL uh, on this segment, but until they start playing, we're not. So this is going to be college coming into the pros. Then we'll certainly talk about college and pro games that we have or anything that is, you know, noteworthy. Uh, within this segment. Illinois goes to Kansas. This is interesting. So Kansas is a three-point favorite. That is very, very bizarre because before this game started uh, two months ago, Illinois was a four-point favorite in Kansas. So something has happened. I don't know what this is. I don't see any injuries on either side. Maybe Illinois is really not that good. Kansas defense can't be any worse. They have a good quarterback. Man, this is like Kansas or nothing for me already. Looking at this, how is Kansas a short favorite versus a team like Illinois, a team that, that kills teams like Kansas? Just, you know, assignment-type football, kind of Iowa-type defense. They pound the football on everybody. This is not what Kansas wants to do. And they're favored? That's just really strange. So I'd already be looking at Kansas there. Nebraska, okay. Nebraska's getting two-and-a-half points at Colorado, coming off one of the biggest upsets we've seen in a while. Clearly, TCU not nearly as good as they're advertised. However, in that game, okay, Two interceptions in the end zone. TCU probably left 28 points on the board. I'm not saying anything bad about Coach Prime. The look, he's the mark of a great coach. He left Jackson State. What did they do? They got killed yesterday. Killed. He goes to Colorado. What do they do? Have the biggest win in, since Cordell Stort was, was a Buffalo. So clearly this is the mark of an amazing coach with an amazing pro. I mean, what he's doing, this is incredible. Now, I don't think TCU's that good. We know that. I did get a couple texts like, oh, your team's getting killed. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know me, TCU, right across my ass. Oh, yeah, everyone knows this. But in this case, I'm definitely not taking anything away, anything away from anything from Coach Prime. I don't think TCU's that good, and they probably could have scored 60-something because they indeed left a ton of points on the board, taking nothing away from Colorado. They're going to have a tough time stopping anyone. Nebraska losing in the circus game to Minnesota. They should have won in classic Nebraska fashion. This is old-school Nebraska. You can already see it. They want ugly games. They want gross games. This is not the TCU team, the doctor order. This is Nebraska coming in here, short favorite. Oh, if this is not Nebraska or nothing in the beginning, that's all I'm saying. I don't know anything about how we're going to look at this moving forward, but I mean, how do you not take the short favorite in this spot after a win like that and the Buffaloes return home, if I'm looking at this correctly? James Madison is, a, is another one going to UVA, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That is wild. I mean, that, that, that says a lot about a lot. So James Madison, here we go. Our squad from last year goes on the road in conference, you know, in-state rivalry thing. Seven now it's a seven and a half point favorite. I mean that is a wow. I don't even care what UVA did last week. I mean I know what they did, didn't do much, but I don't think they're going to do anything better versus James Madison. And if that not is a very scary opening line for anyone that was thinking about a dog there, because I can guarantee you that's going to be a popular dog. Oh people are going to love that. You get UVA at home getting seven and a half versus James Madison. Oh yeah, just print the shirts on that one. Notre Dame goes to North Carolina State. This is going to be very interesting for a lot of reasons, but Notre Dame seems to be a popular team to bet on again. I, I really, until they show me something versus somebody good, 
I don't understand why you would back this team. I understand they have a lot of talent. I understand this is already a popular favorite. Clearly, we take North Carolina State in this spot. We'll kind of see how that one goes. One of the most interesting games of the week by far is going to be Utah going to Baylor. So Utah, we just saw what they did, and Baylor just screwed the pooch versus Texas State. So in this instance, Utah comes in, seven-point seven favorite, seems about right, down to six and a half. Um, Baylor couldn't stop you know, a pretty bad team in a lesser conference or an average or above-average team this year in a lesser conference. Can they stop these guys? I don't know. I mean, they're certainly begging you right there. If that's not begging you to take Utah, I don't know what is. And speaking of begging, Ole Miss comes to play Tulane. This is a quiet, this is a big game for a lot of reasons. Not so much for Ole Miss, but Tulane understands. And I, I, watching some of that South Alabama game last week, they did not let a solid, lesser underdog, a formidable opponent come in there. I mean, they just hit him in the head early. They did what they needed to do. Pratt looks really good. They have great, good look, game plan, look good with the new coaching staff, things of that nature. For those of you who don't know, a couple years ago, Tulane was displaced. They were supposed to play Oklahoma in Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. A hurricane knocked that out. They played up there in Oklahoma, and they almost beat them. They were a 30-point dog. They almost won. Here's Pratt down six with the ball on the 20, knocking on the door. And he was like one inch short of a first down. So everybody thought Tulane would be really good, but they were not. And then two weeks later, they go to Ole Miss, and they're getting all these points. And Ole Miss ran a train on Tulane. Son, I'm telling you, D-block style, hardcore. No cameras in this room. Oh, yeah. Oh, stuff's all over the walls. I mean, they opened up a can of just severe ass cracking on them. Halfback pass up by 40 for a touchdown. Oh, man, they rubbed it in. I'm just saying, Tulane is not a team that is one of these, like, they have a program now. There's no getting around that. Clearly, Ole Miss, way more talented, the seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite coming into New Orleans here. This is going to be a popular spot for Tulane here, so I'd be careful of this game, and I do not think there's going to be as many points in this game as people may think. And we'll be talking about that one as we get closer, but this one's going to be interesting because the perception about Tulane still is that they run this hurry-up offense, and they, they do run to the line, and, and they kind of do have a lot of plays uh, per game, but their yards per game would indicate otherwise. They still want to control the clock with Pratt, even though he's been there for 117 years. And Tulane plays unbelievable defense for what they have. They're coached so well. I mean, their penalties last year were up there with like the Naval Academy, but their production is up there with like Alabama. So clearly they know what they're doing on the inside of this thing. There's no getting around that. It's tough to bet against Tulane. It really is tough to bet it. When they're getting points under the Fritz era, they're an unbelievable underdog, and especially now. I don't know. I, I, I whew, This would be tough for me. It's so tough to take an under anyway, but, boy, this would be one where that might play. A&M goes to Miami. This is huge for so many reasons. The drunk neighbor gets to rub it in my face. If Aggie loses, he gets to have his cake and eat all of it because then Cristobal looks like a boss, and that would be a tremendous win for Miami. That would definitely jeopardize the future immediately. But I do think A&M, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, is that for a reason. Uh, I do think they are going to beat Miami handily. Uh, and I do am, am glad that Miami looked pretty good versus Miami of Ohio last week. I know people love to get behind this trash team. Uh, does their shame hang low? Hopefully so. Uh, if you missed that in the last episode, right about the 21st minute, 28th second, you can go listen to that ditty. Ooh, I heard it was good. I heard it was good. Uh, T-shirt's on the way. Iowa goes to Iowa State. Well, how ugly can Iowa make it? All right, they're up 24-6 first. Utah State give up a late touchdown with a minute left. Utah State never had a chance to do anything. Looks like a 10-point game. Everyone's blowing me up, telling me how bad Iowa is. 
McNamara can't move. He's hurt. I'm like, this is great. Am I the only one that loves this? What did I say? They win that game 21 to 6. I almost nailed it. Right? It was pretty close. <laughs> I mean, what did you expect? Iowa to look good in the beginning? Of course McNamara's hurt. Of course there was penalties everywhere. Of course it's terrible. This is what we want. What are you, idiots? What do you want? Iowa to start hanging 100 on people and the secret gets out? Are you stupid? Plus, we'd all be wrong then. Iowa doesn't win a national championship like this. Oh, I wish this Utah State game had went to triple overtime and they won by one. That's classic Iowa. And you're going to get more of that versus Iowa State. The over-under is like eight and a half. It's like 30-something. Don't be, I mean, that's like, geez, 16-16. I mean, I mean, you're home. 13-13, you're probably there. They got to score a couple in overtime, right? At least something. Iowa's a horrible team as a favorite in this spot. They'll probably win this game by three or by one or something stupid. The money line is never worth it with Iowa because you just never know. But something tells me they'll get out of this game uh, and it will be continuing their ugly, like, <coughs> undefeated path to trying to beat Penn State in about five weeks. So that does bring us to UTEP. UTEP is now a one-and-a-half point favorite at Northwestern. I still think Texas – I think Encarta Ward's offense is really good. I just think UTEP's defense is unbelievably way better than I thought. And this may be why they're favored out there in Northwestern. Now, the Northwestern could do anything like versus Rutgers last week. <coughs> well, let's be honest. Does Shiano, Rutgers' team, will eat that team alive like that, especially you know out there in Jersey and all that. So I'll be looking at UTEP here. I think they're going to suffocate Northwestern. I mean, they, this, this incarnate war team could score on any other team. I could not believe how good they were able to bottle these guys up, especially with the adjustments. It's unbelievable. Texas State, just hanging one on Baylor, getting 12.5 points at Texas San Antonio, who just got housed by Houston. Look, I, I'm, the transitive property doesn't play here, but holy piss, they just went to Baylor and hung 50. <coughs> They're getting 12.5 points at Texas San Antonio. Boy, that is just kind of strange. Appalachian State goes to UNC. Remember last year I had this under, and it was the highest-scoring game in the history of, of football, period. There was more points scored in the fourth quarter proper than there was in the entire game total. Remember that? It went over in like the – Second quarter or something. It was ridiculous. It was a drunk neighbor's bachelor party. Just watching me go 0-8, watching Cam Ward fumble. Me look really stupid. And that's what we need in this world is for me to look stupid. But I might not now. A UNC team now is so revamped on the other side, really shutting down a pretty high-powered South Carolina offense last week on for all beat a neutral field. I mean, I, I don't really think that I am seeing <coughs> any reason to think this would not be a massacre. At UNC may just hang a wicked number on these guys. There was a bunch of altercations in that game, too. Out there in Boone last year was all weird and all. Uh, this could be a team total over from UNC. I think they may hang up a, a hefty number on these guys. But you never know. Laying all those points, you know, it's never good. Then Ohio goes to F FAU. Ohio getting five and a half points. The ugly win last week for Ohio. That's great. Uh, they're still going with the backup. The good news is Rourke, <coughs> Rourke is not out for the season. If they can get out of this game, Rourke will be returning, and, and, and we are right back in the driver's seat. They have to win this game. They would be favored by four and a half points if Rourke was quarterback, but he will not be. But they've had time to prepare, and they'll be getting five and a half points. I think they're better than FAU anyway. So we'll, I will absolutely be looking at taking Ohio in the backup in this situation, knowing what we're getting into. I still think Ohio's body of work is what I said a couple weeks ago. I still even said it in the future. If he goes down, we can still get out of here, and I still believe that. And I did buy three Ohio futures, one for 100, one for 50, and one for 150. Yeah, two guys I don't know, one guy I do. So that's awesome. Good. And I did get it for almost 40%. <laughs> he just wanted to dump it. Liberty plays New Mexico State. This is interesting. So 
Last year, New Mexico State hung one on Liberty, and at halftime, Liberty found out Freeze was leaving, and they just quit. New Mexico State pounded them. I don't think Liberty's forgotten about that. Of course, Texas-Alabama. Bama laying seven at home versus Texas. I mean, this is going to be – this game is going to – there's going to be so many tickets bet on this game. There's going to be smoke coming up from the betting machines. Like, people's phones will be on fire, just exploding all over the place. I mean, my grandmother will have action on this game. Your aunt, your aunt, who's a Jehovah's Witness, maybe even a Mormon, when she's knocking on doors, she may even get off her bicycle to place a bet on FanDuel before she gets back on to try to save someone's soul. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone and their mother will have action on this. So, I mean, why won't we? Right? <laughs> I mean, we have to. I don't know how you bet on this game, though. And really, I think this is another under situation, but... These are games I don't really mess with, and for a reason. Oregon, this is one of the most fascinating games of the week. Oregon just scored 100,000 points on Northern Montana State, and that's awesome. And Texas Tech goes to Wyoming, goes up 17-0, scores three points in regulation, gets to overtime, and loses in like triple-double overtime, something crazy. Texas Tech, that was a shocking loss. I thought they were going to be a lot better than that. I still think, <coughs> I still think they're really good. Oregon comes in seven-point favorite, gets down to six-and-a-half. Look, this is going to be a Texas Tech or nothing situation. I don't think this Texas Tech team nearly as bad as indicated. And I think the Wyoming team's a little better than I thought. And that was the team I had circled and looked at for the future. It looked a lot closer. But, boy, if they already won that game, they're, they're looking more than good if you have that one. And lastly, Auburn going to Cal. So Auburn laying six-and-a-half points on the road at Cal. Just Cal's short favorite against North Texas, pounding them into the Stone Age. I didn't really understand that one. They ran for about 17 miles. Those are the games that popped out for me. We're going to narrow a lot of these, oh boy, a lot of these games down. And uh, we will narrow, get in the end zone, and Duke just scored a touchdown on Clemson. Ah, he stepped out of bounds. Oh, you are a stupid white boy, ain't you? No, it's a touchdown. I'm a stupid host. Anyway, we will be doing this every Sunday night, the sickness. This one came out a day late because of Labor Day. We'll be doing this, all right? Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Show's coming up same time next next Thursday morning. All right, be sure and follow us at the Sports Analyst. Keep it real. Anadotions.